I'm Jesse Parker. And I'm Tommy Niblack. Jesse and I are super excited to share with you episode 49 of The, the Faith Share, where we ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And on today's episode, Jesse and I are joined by my wife, Mariah Niblack, as we tackle the tough topic of church and politics. I hope you're ready. Let's get into it. So I have to do the introduction since we are on a timeline. We got the CEO in the building. The CEO is here today. Um, it is Faith Chair Saturday. We missed our Faith Chair Friday yesterday. Uh, we are Zooming um, because the family and I are on a mini vacation. Uh, it's like, what, an hour and 45 minutes away from Kent? Depends on who's driving. Something like that. <laughs> Anytime you get out of Kent, it's like a vacation. So it's, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't have any icebreakers. I think we should jump right into it since. Well, yeah, uh, we got, we got limited time with the, with, right. with, the, with the, the woman, the CEO, <laughs> the superstar. So we don't want to waste time on icebreakers. Right. So today, Jesse and I are joined by um, someone I, who I've been um, blessed to do this life with for twenty over 20 years. And um, uh, I've also been wanting to have this person on the podcast for a while, simply because of their life experience as an attorney, um, domestic violence advocate, and someone who has who has also been uh, an advocate for ending homelessness in uh, King County, um, and who is now back in the field, the law field, and um, she happens to be my wife, and so I'm so grateful to have her joining Jesse and I today on the Faith Chair. She is not getting her hair cut. I'm not cutting her hair. <laughs> it has <laughs> happened. In the past, uh, yes, I, I did get injured. You, you can just—he—he's gonna—he's gonna tell me how to do it. He's like, no, 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 I was thinking. I said, well, I was like, we're all connected. So Mariah's an attorney. I was gonna be an attorney, and Tommy apparently loves attorneys because both of us are <laughs> in his life. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I think sometimes he questions his own judgment. Uh, in that's a shame. On, on whether <laughs> in, or not, in, lo in loving an attorney. <laughs> well, initially, I thought it was going to be like a challenge, and I was like, "Yo, I am losing." And like the beginning of our match, I am losing all the art. I never have anything <laughs> ever. That was going to happen anyway. That was but, gonna happen. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's just a par for the course, right? Like, but um, but yeah, she's um got a remarkable brain so i'm excited to have her joining us today and especially with all the stuff that's going on like we've had some great conversations that um she's not because she's an introvert like they'll just be our conversations you know what i'm saying but i uh i kind of i i i leveraged my god-given right as the husband the head of the house you know what i'm saying I he guilted that. me into this <laughs> <laughs> I used it. I was like, you know what? I am the authority in this house. You gonna do? What I like, Come on, babe. Um, but uh, 
We're going to be talking about the church, the church and politics, and should the church have a, um, should they actually have, meaning should they uh, claim allegiance to, I guess that's a, a, a better word, a political party. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that now, whether it's right or wrong, we're going to get into it today. What What's your knee-jerk reaction, though? Um, well, you know, I was I was going to start the conversation off with something, something else that kind of hit me yesterday as I was thinking about it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, what no one talks about? Uh, and, and this is a part, again, this is a part of our, our, our patriotic uh, uh, socialization in America, the Americana that's drilled into our brains, right? God's not pro-democracy. No one talks about that. Like when it comes to like the church doing its democratic duty and, you know, we should be good citizens. No one talks about it, but like, this is not a godly government system. Yeah. God didn't even want the Hebrews to have a king. We were supposed to, we were supposed to be a theocracy mm-hmm. with him leading and, and commanding us. And, and as Christians, that's literally, that's the kingdom we live in. The kingdom of God is a theocracy and we're supposed to be uh, uh, submitted to him above anything else. Right. Um, and, and that's, I think that's lost sometimes in this conversation. There's this, this foundational assumption that, uh, that the United, again, <laughs> that whole United States is the, you know, the chosen nation of God and the chosen people of God and, Israel. The, and democracy is somehow connected with God's will. And it's like, he was never for us governing ourselves. He knew that was going to be a train wreck. Right. <laughs> he tried to save us from it, right? And, uh, and you see that in Scripture with, with Saul. They, they, they cried out for a king, and God was not for that. But because right. they, they kind of just kept wanting it, he's like, fine, I'm going to give you a king. But then he told them exactly how this was going to go. He's like, you're not going to be happy with how this goes. God definitely you know? tolerated a lot of our decisions on what we wanted Right, because we have free will. Because he gives us free, he's going to tell us that it's not a great idea, and he's going to tell us uh, through the prophets some of the bad stuff that's going to happen. But Mm -hmm. and he'll use it. He he can use anything, but uh, that doesn't mean that he's specifically for something. Yeah, Yeah. And, and honestly, like from a biblical standpoint, democracy takes that journey away from God's rulership even farther. Like now, it's not even a single person who's in charge of anything that God can have direct influence over and keep yeah. the whole nation holy now it's everybody for themselves whatever i think is whatever i believe is whatever i decide is right in the moment and uh <coughs> you know that that can be chaotic and lead to a lot of as we've seen in our country it can lead to a lot of right. uh, poor decision making by by the voting majority so mm-hmm. it's um i it's funny that you said that the king you know the children of israel wanted a king and they wanted to have um, they wanted to be like the surrounding um, nations and powers around them um, because in the letters of Ignatius and the Didache, he talks about how the bishops and the, the um, elders, the bishops should be their word and the respect given to them should be equal to the respect that we give to whatever God says. And he was like, the elders, uh, the, the deacons should be treated like, like we would treat Jesus. 
mm-hmm. here on earth. And I was like, man, what is, we really want to have systems within Christianity that mirror systems that, uh, that are in the secular world. Like we right. really want to have a governing body when um, it's, it was always supposed to be like what you said, a theocracy. And Well, that was true. Like Israel wanted a king like all the other nations, like Jesse was touching on earlier. And then even in the earlier church, it was a much more like looser home church kind of a right. thing. And then they're looking around and um, wanting this increase in structure because they're thinking, well, this is the best way to keep unity is to have increased structure, have right. someone you have to listen to because you put two people in the room and they can read a scripture and come up with different interpretations of it. So they wanted one person in charge of that and um, just this increase in, and they'll, and they'll model it after the governments around them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of want what everybody else has um, because they think that's the best way to lead. Now here's my question. Do you think that came about because it's, it's easier to have that than it is to have the sacrificial love, which was the real reason why um, uh, Christianity boomed um, during Rome's rule over um, Israel. You know, when they, those, those Jesus followers were taking in um, babies, taking in orphans, widows, taking in the sick and, and um, taking in the outcasts, but like, I feel like love is harder to do than just listen to somebody tell me what I can't do. Or I, what I, I, would, I would agree with that. I think um, living a love life is, you know, God's way is definitely messier. Um, it's much easier just to have people say, no, this is the accepted way we do things instead of having to answer questions and deal with different social norms from different groups when they, you know, you see that also a lot in the New Testament where different groups are getting saved and they're bringing some of the stuff from their culture in. And, you know, it's much easier just to have somebody say, no, this is the list of right and wrong. We don't have to explain it to you. We don't have to, it's, it just makes it cleaner. Mm -hmm. Um, It's much easier to do that than to walk out this thing on a daily personal basis. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the military, right? It gives us that protection of saying, well, that's what I was told to do. Right. I don't, I don't bear any personal responsibility for this right. because mm-hmm. that's just what, and I, I, <laughs> I literally ran into this with a pastor who, who I know uh, loosely, not, we don't have a real tight, uh, but it's somebody who we've crossed paths with and, and even done some ministry with in, in the past. And, uh, he posted a video and, uh, his, his argument in this 35 minute video was that, uh, Christians can't vote Democratic. And, uh, and in the comment, I, you know, I, I took issue with his statement and, and the arguments he made in the video. Uh, the first, uh, the first of which was Democrats are liars. And I was like, <laughs> okay. okay, if that's the standard by which we're discerning, then I don't understand how you pick one or the other. Like, whoa. But, um, but somebody, he, he said this in response to my comment. He said, he said I'm not voting for Trump. I'm voting for the Republican platform. Can you hold that thought? Hold that thought. Come in. Could you put a 20 minute timer on your phone? How about you take my phone? We're recording. Oh. <laughs> I'll edit this out. Yeah, don't forget. 
Yeah, Tommy will say he's going to edit stuff out and he forgets. <laughs> do, wait, do, you remember, do you remember where you were? Voting for oh, yeah. the Republican do we, or does, does Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so he said, I, I'm not voting for Trump. I don't even like Trump, but I'm voting for the Republican platform. And it's like, and I was like, that's such a cop-out, especially when you have somebody like Trump who has really hijacked the whole Republican Party and, and even to the chagrin of many Republicans kind of reshaped their entire platform around himself. You can't separate the two. And I was like, that's, that's such a cop-out. Yeah. And, and so is this idea that like, oh, God's for one party or the other. Like, it's a cop-out. We want to hide behind God and put the, the responsibility on God for our decisions. That way, whether they go good or they go bad, we just right. say, well, it was God's will. Right, right, right. You know? yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like, the you know, we talked about last episode with the abortion thing. It's like biblical basis for anti-abortion is kind of shaky. It really comes down to when do you think the conception of life is? There's nothing in the scripture, whether whether you think that a couple of those verses we talked about speak to abortion or not. There's nothing in the scripture that tells us when life starts in God's eyes. That's a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But so we can't put that under scripture. We can't blame them. That's a per, if my personal opinion is that that life begins at conception, and that's my reason for being anti-abortion because I see it as murder. Okay, say that. Take ownership for your opinion and for your decision-making and don't try to hide behind scripture and God and, and use that as a, a, a cop-out for your, for your own responsibility. I do think that people definitely can, again, you can put a few people in the same room and they all can come up with different mm-hmm. interpretations of scripture, different applications. Like, um, so, you know, I think there can be people who are genuinely, like, genuinely pro-life and really feel like it is scripture-based for them, mm. you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's genuine. And, uh, but yeah, that I know I missed that podcast. <laughs> I wasn't part of that podcast. So I don't want to go back there. But um, something that you were saying about the, the video about you have to vote Democrat, because that was what Tommy said we were going to talk about was, yeah. does the church have one political party? Um, and I think that just as you can put, like we have, you know, um, so many, um, different denominations of Christians. Now, if you put them all together, say the one thing we all have in common is we believe Jesus is the Messiah, you know, they'll they'll have some basic things, but there's things that there's a reason why these new denomination forms, that's just about the scripture. But now you take a human construct, which is our constitution. And what does that mean? And you put now it's a whole like you can have reasonable people who love the lord who believes that the constitution you know what i'm saying like they can have yeah. different opinions that are well thought out intelligent and everything and have completely different um views mm-hmm. on how things should be done for example um you know and i'm totally off of social media now which is one of the reasons i didn't even want to come on the show i've i've unplugged cuz i i can't really I'm at a point where what I hate what I'm seeing in our culture with um, where people can't just have a conversation where they're actually reasoning together, but it's like this cutthroat, um, you know, full of vitriol. And uh, if you don't see it my way, something's wrong with you as opposed to wait, I respect you as a person and I love you. And you're saying this, there's gotta be a good reason. So why don't you tell me your reason? People aren't approaching it like that. They're approaching it like I'm right. 
and you're stupid <laughs> and you're led by the devil and the Christians will bring the devil into it. You've been deceived by the devil. And so therefore anything you say, I, there's, there's no value in it. I don't even know why, you know? So I'm like, I've unplugged from that. Um, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, Democrats, you got to be one. Oh yeah. But Same so, oh, so then I was, I was saying that to say like, for me, I personally, and I'll bring up the pro-life thing. I personally, for myself, because of my conscience, could not have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could not for my, but on the other hand, I know that's because of my relationship with Jesus. I know that that's because of my conviction and I know that he's given us free will and we have to, and I know our constitution is meant to equally protect people's rights. So I, I still think there's a little, I think there's arguing area there over the pro and con, but um, at the same time, I have a harder time telling somebody else what's right for them. Right. Um, because my belief comes from my faith and we're not a Christian nation contrary to what everybody thinks we're a nation that protects people's freedom of religion or freedom from religion, which is entirely different than being a Christian nation. We left England because being a Christian nation didn't work. That was what we were leaving because then they were persecuting people who didn't view things the way that, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. one Christian's view was, Oh, well, if you don't do this, then you know, you're not right. So they come to America for freedom and it's freedom from other Christians. (laughs) It's not, it's, that, you that's know, what it is. And um, because people are interpreting scripture differently. So how can we then turn around and say to somebody who maybe they don't have faith at all in, in anything except maybe science and tell them, well, because, you know, you have to do things the way I do them. I am. Um, I'm not really being clear right now, but uh, no. I still think there's room to argue. No. And I go back to, but who protects, who protects the baby? You know, who protects the baby's voice? But. I'm not willing to come out and say that if you're a Christian and you're, if you're a Christian and you're, you're um, and you're, you have to be a Republican because you have to support that, that um, right to life. Yeah. Um, I will say that because that would bring me to the next question. What happens after the baby's born? And I think you've touched on this before in one of the podcasts, but what, what happens after that baby's born? Like for me, the right to life isn't just carrying a child. It is making sure that right. the parent has the means to take care of them or making sure that a, that adoption doesn't cost $40,000. Like doing something to ensure that, that there is a reason, um, that there is a, an alternative mm-hmm. for the person who is, who is yeah. Um, yeah. feeling yeah. like this is their own. And, and, I think, and I think that's exactly the point. When we talk about this, like God is for one part or the other, it's right. like, we we can't. <laughs> you really have to be intentionally blind to imagine that either party has their stuff so together right. that God would be for one and and not for the other. Because like you know, yeah. let's just take basic mainstream Christianity, right? Most people, uh, Christians, are against the Democratic Party because of gay marriage, immigration policy, and abortion. It's okay. I don't but then on the other side, thing at all, by the way, I don't yeah. even get where, where that. Even comes <laughs> yeah. from. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So the, but then, the, but then the, on the Republican the, side, right. Yeah. You've got, you've got, uh, uh, um, you've got the, the, uh, you know, lack of gun, uh, laws, the, the, um, 
the lack of recognition of systemic racism. You've right. got uh, the foreign policy that has kept us in continuous war and all of the innocent civilians. I, I did a post a couple of weeks ago where I, I looked at how many, like, you know, 3,000 people died in 9-11, but our war in the Middle East after that has killed 30,000 civilians, right. innocent right. civilians. Right. So, like, that's, that's not even biblical revenge, let alone Christ-like, right? right? So it's like you can't pretend that one party has got their stuff together. Like, there's certain and, things right. that are that could be called scriptural on both sides, but then both have a bunch of stuff that's definitely clearly not scriptural. And, oh. and so I think it's, I think it's wrong to demonize people who don't hold the same political stance as you, which that's why I think a church shouldn't have a particular political party that they think they're supporting as a church, because that means they've demonized it and they've created this black and white that simply does not exist. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. real. It's a, it's a construct that makes them feel better about their position because they're honestly driven by fear. They think they're not, but they're really driven by fear. fear. So they have to create this very... Um, very definite line um, to take all the gray out of it and say, well, we're right and you're wrong and yeah. never the twain shall meet when it's really a lot messier than that. And I think people really need to pray about who they're voting for and vote their conscience and still, and at the very least love and respect people who don't agree with them. Right. And say, right. you know what? Right. And, and pray for them. If you really feel like it's really like, um, uh, it's really against God's will for a, for a Christian to vote for another person, which I think is, again, it's just crazy. Like God two is, sinners, right. which God, sinners going to win? I don't right. know. You know, I don't, I think God has like, which he's like, sinners gonna win? <laughs> we're not, you know, <laughs> it's, I love, I love, <laughs> it's really just like, I, you know, God gives us this free will. And I think he's more concerned with the state of his church He's more concerned with our relationship with him and our relationship right. with others. Exactly. And that goes back to what you were saying about like, you know, he, he we go through all these different <clears throat> methods of trying to self-govern. And I don't think God's against those things, but I think he's like, okay, that's your human concern. But my concern is the, this relationship and this relationship. And the you can't, right. and you can't tell me. And he goes, and don't say this relationship is good when this relationship is bad. So at the very least, Christians should be leading in conversations that are respectful and loving. Yeah. Like there are things that should mark us, make us different. Like maybe it's not a political party we're affiliated with, but maybe it's the fact that when we interact with other people where we love and respect and assume the best about them instead of demonizing them. Right. Um, and unfortunately, well, yeah, the, Jesus, Jesus didn't say, Jesus didn't say the world will know you're my disciples by your righteousness. That's right. right. He but said, you'll know, you'll know, they'll know you're my disciples by how you love one another. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, for example, like, um, you know, Tommy would brought up the example before about how they like set up orphanages or rescued the babies that were being thrown away. Like they didn't have to go out and say, March and say we're right. against you throwing your babies in a ditch. That's right. They went out and picked those babies they just up. Went and got them. And and yeah. and now again, I don't want to get into all the mire and the details of what that would look like. I'm just saying that the heart behind it is show me, yeah. show me what your convictions are by your actions and the love, the life that you're living. What's your yeah, yeah. And that is way more persuasive than any political party or political. I feel rhetoric. like I feel like God is um. To to 
to put a pin in the in that balloon that's being that's become inflated of God would never vote Democrat or God would never vote. God would never vote. God would never vote because <laughs> his his vote is always for himself. Right. I was I was gonna say God is not for Democrats or Republicans. Right. God is like I'm I'm for me. I'm right. for, he is exactly. he is for his glory and his glory only. And we are we are supposed to be advocates for the glory of God. We're supposed right. to be Paul said to do everything in a way mm-hmm. that is um, fitting of the gospel, that 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 glorifies the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus, not glorifies us or 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 what we're against. Right. Because namely, what that's going to do is exactly what you said. It's mm-hmm. going to um, exclude. It is always going to exclude people for the wrong reason. For the wrong reason, people should see themselves out. They it should be a decision that they're making based on whatever thing is going on between them and God, not because we've once again recreated a a system of laws and rules that they have to follow or they're out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we're constantly, the Bible's full of those examples. And I think we're, we have living examples right now of how we constantly, God functions outside our system. He's way bigger. His mind is greater he, his love, everything, he's just better at everything. And we're constantly trying to drag him down and put him in our box, in our, in our system. And, you know, in, in, and in just, we drag him down to make him mean something that we want him to mean. Yeah. And he's like, I love you and I'm for you, but there's more beyond this. There's more beyond. Like, yeah, but hell not, but hell not. <laughs> right. And, you know the the perfect example of this is how uh, you know and even right now we've been hearing it a lot right because there's been a lot of people a lot of people in the northwest obviously a lot of christians us included who have serious issues you know with with trump and then the, the verse that's always thrown out is you know you're, you're supposed to submit to government authorities because god puts them in place right no one ever quotes that when it's a dem- Democrat president. Right. But, and that's my thing. Like, so how can it be true for one election, but not true for the other? And, you that, know? and, and that's I, where we get ourselves into trouble when we assign God to one party or the other. And that's when I start feeling physically ill. Because I'm like, you're not, we're not even genuine. So it's okay when Obama was president. It's okay to put up memes of him being Satan and calling him the Antichrist. And like, like the stuff that I saw... Was was so I'm like, hey, he's just another politician, and you're acting like he's like this e- total, just awful. And then you say a few unkind things about Trump, and it's like, oh, you know, suddenly it's can't you be kind? Can't you extend grace to him? He's just a human. He loves. Should we pray? Aren't we supposed to pray for our our leaders? Yeah, and, and yes, but they and weren't we praying ab- for. We they weren't praying for Obama. We absolutely should be praying with humility for everybody who has to lead. Because it's not regardless easy. of who they are, and and I don't believe in like regardless of how I feel about whoever's in charge. I don't believe, especially maybe among friends, I might talk about it, but I have a real problem like putting that stuff out there that negativity out there. Um, I feel like we can call out the actions without talking about the, talking about the person. That's just me. That's my conviction. Whereas I'm, when I'm among friends, I, you know, I might say what I think. 
<laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but I absolutely think we should be praying for them all equally in humility, meaning we don't know. We don't know yeah. their hearts. We don't know what God has yeah. for them. We don't know, like, yeah. we don't know any of that. We can't assume we do. So, like, let's say this was back when Obama was president, and I should be praying, Lord, you love him. God, you love him. He, you know, lead mm-hmm. him, guide him, help him. Um, and the same thing now with Trump. God loves him. He loves him. That's he right. loves all of us. Yeah. And we should be praying that, you know, he, God would just lead him and show him more of himself. And right. Reveal himself be, yeah. to, to, to Trump. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. that, so, not that we can, and I feel like this is the reason why um, you guys can chime in on on this too um the reason why a lot of christians are voting for trump is so that they can get more of what they want well yeah you know what I'm but that goes like oh you're not you because what they really want is for like what jesse was saying for america to be a christian right it's again nation. it's about it's about security and i'm mm-hmm. not even totally <laughs> against uh, against that like if you live in a democracy i say take advantage of the fact that you live in a democracy and, and vote, right? Like, but I think it's, that's separate from attaching a spirituality to a specific type of vote. Nothing um, to do yes. with it. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, there's a lot of, and also again, like you, you can't get stuck in that box again where you're like, well, I'm living, I'm voting what I believe. And I don't understand how anybody could vote different because if they're voting different, they're demonic. Right. That is, that is when it becomes, problematic but i i you know i think hey you know vote for what you believe i don't think there's a problem with that but you also have to realize that maybe you could be wrong you could be wrong (laughs) (laughs) and for me again going from as a lawyer and also my dad was big on critical thinking um it was one of the gifts he gave to all his kids was to be a critical thinker. And so, for example, I went to a high school for one year before I, I went to Townsend Harris in high school, high school in Queens for a year. And then I went to Stuyvesant for the rest of my time. Um, but when I was at Townsend Harris, my dad wanted me to start a Christian club because all the other high schools had them. And he was concerned that, you know, I make friends of similar faith. And um, so it was my dad's idea, but I was like, okay, dad, I'll do it. So I went in, the principal's like, absolutely not. And then my dad came in and talked to him and the principal's like, well, wh- how would you feel if a Satanist wanted to start a Satanist club? And my dad said, that's fine. That's why we live in a free country. Right. And, but you ask another Christian that they don't want the Satanists to have the same rights that yeah. they have. And so I was raised in a household where critical thinking was high, where it was about recognizing that democracy isn't a replacement for a relationship with Christ. So we need to protect everybody equally yeah. there, which yeah. is why I'm t- if gay people want to get married, I don't know why it's anybody else's business. Like I, I don't care what your religious belief is. They should have the right to, to do that. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. consenting yeah. adults. Um, and I don't understand why we care about that so much when that doesn't change lives. Uh, there were 600 mosaic laws that did not change lives. Right. right like that yeah, was Jesus' yeah. point when he was like, yeah. your heart is still bad. <laughs> you follow all these things, the bare minimum, but your heart's still wrong. Right. So, um, you know, critical thinking and I was going somewhere else with that. I, I love what you said though. Yeah. I, I think that's an amazing point that your father said, uh, why not let the Satanists have if this, their, right. 
I mean, that right. that's literally He's not what, scared of that. Jesus didn't mm-hmm. Jesus didn't come, nor did he expect us to be out there stopping people from doing from doing right. God gave us free will. Right. We're supposed to be loving people into realizing what they're doing right. is something they need to maybe stop doing. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and exactly. the only time, like I love how Paul said, if you really want to judge the world uh, and you really hate what's going on in the world, maybe you shouldn't live. You maybe shouldn't. In so many words, he's like, well, maybe you need to just die now, pretty much. <laughs> he said, otherwise, we weren't called to judge the world. That's God's going to do that. We are called yeah. to on the other hand, judge each other, those who are in the mm-hmm. faith, and not, I don't think he was saying judge them like pronounce judgment on them as much as he was saying, we have to be helping each other stay on the path, which is pointing out the areas in as which Christians, we are straight, as believers, as brothers, brothers and sisters, sisters in Christ, where yeah. we are straying right. off the path. Right. Hey, bro, yeah. you're straight. But somebody, but somebody who hasn't invited you into their life to right. do that. And they're not like, that's not your job, right? right? So, so I was raised in a household where my, you know, Christian household, my dad taught me from a young age that the democracy, we are blessed to live in a democracy, but it needs to equally protect everyone. And that you can't, and it's not a Christian nation. It's a nation that needs at the, everything's like as equal as equal protections under the law was very, so I'm, I'm really grateful for that because, um, it just, it, it's, it, I didn't realize how different my upbringing was to yeah. other like evangelical, you know, charismatic Christians was where people are like really afraid of questions. their country of their, well, not even of questions. They're afraid of the country not having biblical laws. Yeah. yeah. And um, I never, I never really thought about it that way before it, you know, and it, obviously in the in the ways that we talk about things and in my beliefs that's that's how it comes out i never really thought all the way back to the base of like declaring america a christian nation is a violation of the first amendment like it's a violation of our own constitution to even say that that's right uh, i never really i never thought about that you know and it just it's another one of those dichotomies like you know the republican party super important to protect the second amendment right but we're violating the first amendment. So right. it's like, again, it's, it's both parties have the plus, have pluses and negatives when it comes yes. to the constitution, when it comes to the Bible, you know, when it comes to God. And so to declare one as, you know, uh, uh the choice of God is to, I, my personal issue is, is not necessarily, I don't have an issue with what people are for necessarily. Although, like Tommy said, like if it's if there's a biblical issue with it, like we're going to talk about it as Christians, right? Right. But I don't I don't bother with talking to people who aren't Christian about it. That's not my that's not my role. But it's about the stuff that we're willing to ignore, right? That's that's what that's my that's the core of my issue with why I'm like no one can say that God is for this party for that party because you're only choosing to see the good things and you're ignoring all. And so we're saying God is cool with 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 these sins. As long yes. as we're not for those sins, yes. as opposed to this side where he wouldn't be right. for those sins. Yes. Right? It's like, what? you're making God unholy. God is yes. that's that's it. and that, holy. That he's not cool with any sin. So he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with you because, you know, 
you know, you're five out of seven, and these guys over here are six out you of seven. You don't do the no, you, you both fail the test, ones. right? Yeah. Um, so who cares if you have pride issues? Right. And you're a liar. Who mm-hmm. cares? Who cares about that? That's okay. But as long as you don't have an abortion, you're not gay. Right, like, right, right. you know, and the Bible talks about lying and stealing and being a false witness a hundred times. Right. It never actually directly says anything. They're like people but, pull a couple of archaic verses together yes. to create this anti-abortion thing. But yes. God directly addresses those things. And so yes. we're saying, oh, as long as you're anti that, then you can be all these things. Like, hold up, what? And again, I'm not against anybody who like that's their conviction and that's why they're voting that way. Right. Like I'm like much love and respect to you but it is like if that is for them what their conscience is saying but again but then like demonizing other people for having well these this is important to me and this is like for me it's important to maintain um our democracy and fairness in our society as much as possible and include all people in that um i think that and i don't think that that's as i don't think either side i think people would be very surprised to find out that republicans aren't as fiscally conservative as they think they are. Right. I think there's a lot of surprises on each side. The people just like swallowing whatever the media says and choosing a side yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to actually thinking, oh wait, both sides are wrong and right. And it's and it's not bad or good. It's that it's complicated. It's, yeah. And yeah. we have pe- a lot pe- people in that conversation like like linked me back to like the official Republican website statement of their platform. I was like, that means nothing. You right. can, like that that's the quintessential like here's all the promises we're making to you we're not going to fall through with anything exactly. you have and, to and our actual actions in Thank office you. show that we're Thank not you. really for this or that right, right. show me to, that show right. me what's actually getting done and you're going to have a whole different picture of- exactly you have to know like what deals have they been making like if you want to really get into it you have to analyze you have to do a backwards glance at the decisions that have been made and the outcome of them and sometimes people make bad decisions for good reasons and good decisions for bad reasons. And it's just very complicated. And I don't think that we as human beings are very comfortable with complicated. Yeah, it not, is yeah. it's way easier to have a soundbite. It's way easier just to have a yeah. team and then good it's, or bad, we're behind that team. It's critical thinking. It's what you kept talking about. It's the critical thinking. People don't want to be critical thinking. But yeah. as Christians, the Bible calls us to be critical thinkers. That's right. Yeah. We're supposed to we're supposed to discern spirits. We're supposed yeah. to discern false teachings. That's we're supposed right. to be uh, connected with God and the Holy Spirit. It says that we should be able to reason out and explain our faith. We're supposed to be critical thinkers. Right. And that's another responsibility that we have we have given up to to pastors and spiritual leaders and news outlets and media. And we said, you know, you tell me what the truth is and I'm just going to accept it. I'm never going to analyze it. I'm never right. going to look deeper. And, 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 and we're not going to be able to, the key right. is, we're not going to be able to stand before God and say, yeah. so-and-so told me. Because right. God's going to be like, right. why didn't you check it for yourself? You had Thank the you. word, you had the Thank resources. You. We're supposed to be critical thinkers, and, honestly, and that's one of the that's one of the personal responsibilities we've given up. We've said, "Nah, I, I don't want to deal with it." And yeah. if people have the capacity for it, they should also look at the history around when different Bible books of the Bible were read and why certain books were chosen to be put in and out. Like I, I, if they have the capacity for it, because I know we're also a very yeah, busy blind, society that we can't. Not everybody has that free time to go off on you know, a huge biblical exploration, but I think those who do should, 
go and like look at the history of when things were I only recently found and I'm embarrassed to say this I didn't know that Luke wasn't a disciple actually walked with Jesus I only found that out recently I didn't realize Luke wrote Acts and that Acts was almost like a part two of Luke I didn't know that and I'm embarrassed and I didn't know that John who wrote Revelation is not John the Beloved I had no idea. It's a different job. I, I just, just accepted the fact because honestly, I didn't have until I did have, we did have a period of time where we were under um, really good. Uh, our pastor in New York was, was very knowledgeable about the Bible. So, but he didn't go into every detail of that because he was really trying to reach the, un, un, the unchurched church. So yeah. he wasn't trying to fix every error of every Christian who was there. Um, so I just believed what I was told when I was little. Yeah. But that same yeah. John one John uh, in the re- re- uh, in the book of Revelation is John the yeah. Beloved, not knowing all yeah. this time had passed. <laughs> but again, like keep, keeping it one hundred, like we do on this on the faith chair, right? Yeah. If you're a if you call yourself a disciple of Christ, okay, you if you're like the majority of people, so not a, I, I understand not everyone's like this. Some people really don't have time. But if you're like the majority of Americans. If you can sit down once to twice, maybe three times a week and watch a three and a half hour football game, right? then you have the time to be a critical thinker and to educate oh yourself about not just scripture, but the reality yeah. of the world around you. You're absolutely like, right. Those are the ones that get in the arguments with you. No, <laughs> <laughs> you argue. You've never, ever studied. You've yeah. never gone back to look at what someone was telling you was actually true or not. Right. Tommy, I think I, th- I think we should get lawn size and say center 2020. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> like ha- half of the sign will be red, half of the sign will be blue, center. and it'll say center 2020. Like, um, guys, no matter who we elect, no matter which party you for, they're 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 sinners. There are things that are biblical and not biblical. The things God are cool with, and things God isn't cool with. Who, who and you got to take responsibility for your own choice. What makes us better than them? But and. The re- I think the reason why we attach ourselves to a particular party is because we think that attachment actually makes us as good as we think we are. It's security. Again, it, it definitely yeah. goes back to security. Um, wanting to, um, There's part of us that wants to give up part of our brain and our freedom um, in exchange for security. Yeah. That, I think yeah. that that's just part of human nature. Um, unless you're a very weird person who likes to be alone, uh, most people are willing and able to give up. <laughs> to give up part that of is something brain. me and Mariah have in common. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've been loving quarantine. Right. Quarantine but is I dope. Think, I think most people are willing to give up um, some of that so that they can have a very black and white thing which makes them feel well then i don't have to think about this anymore yeah. and i can just enjoy my life and yeah. you know yeah. what god bless you but i think no matter what spectrum you fall on whether you're a deep thinker uh you know huge on critical thinking or whether you just prefer somebody else to make all the decisions or whatever i think that the number one thing that because sometimes people just need one thing that they can do mm-hmm. right like you got to keep it simple love your neighbor as yourself yeah. and love loving your neighbor means that you got to assume like assume the best about them and make sure the important like just love them how can you serve them what is lo- what is love right and like love love them we should be demonstrating mm-hmm. that for the rest of the world what does that look like 
And if there's nothing else, if there's nothing else you can do, if you can't like wrap your brain around anything else, you can definitely wrap it around. Well, at the end of the day, I love you. And how can I serve you? And how can, you know, how can we do this life together better? And then looking out to the community, what does this community need? And how can we, how can we show them, how can we show love? Not, we love you, so do what we say. But how can we actually say, man, I see you're hurting. And, you know, let's, let's go, uh, let's go do this. There's a, you know, so I think that, uh, that when it comes down to it, regardless of what your political beliefs and affiliations are and your, um, it's what it's you have to conduct yourself in a way that demonstrates Jesus's love to your neighbor. And, um, and you also, when you do vote, just vote whatever your conscience is telling you. Who, who are you voting for? Who am I? Do I have, I think have people, to, I anybody like, listening to this can probably get it. I just but I'll tell you the truth. I voted for Trump. Right. There's so much, there's so much that has to do with, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's so much that has to do with the governing of our country um, that isn't anything explicitly covered in scripture. It, it may not even be a question of your religion or your faith. It's right. just like the nuts and bolts of running a country. Right. And, and when it comes to that kind of stuff, that's what the Bible says, right? The, uh, uh, Paul talks about 1 Corinthians. Whether it's true or not, right, when he, he's talking about eating eating. Uh, sacrificed idol. He's like, what, we recognize that idols are not real gods, and uh, we we recognize that that uh, you know for some of us we understand that, and so we have no issue eating it. Right. But it says, but if the conscience of your brother, of your it says brother. that if we if we influence a brother to violate their conscience, whether they're right, right or wrong. We are not only causing them to sin, but we have sinned against our brother. Thank you, Pastor Jesse. That's right. And so, yeah. So, like, yeah, what is your – and that's like I said with the abortion thing. Like, if your conscience tells you that life begins at conception, then then absolutely vote against against abortion if that's your conscience. That's the only – and that that is the only issue that matters, right? Right. Right. And that's the only issue that matters, then then yes, then that would be – then vote that way. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. and you didn't want to do this. You, yeah. uh, I still yeah. don't. <laughs> but that's what the critical thinking, like you said, is like, okay, okay, if you're, if you're that way, okay, mm-hmm. and then you look at the other policies and you say, well, those are not pro-life right. in different ways, right? Pro-afterbirth, the way that we treat people and how American policies, both domestic and foreign, lead to people's deaths, mm. uh, you know, <laughs> before their time and violently or otherwise. Right. And you make a critical decision that one is more important to you than the other. Right. That's a, again, that's according to your conscience. And that's cool. And own that. But don't come at anyone. And and this is especially for pastors and leaders. Do not be going on your pulpits or your social media accounts and saying stuff like you can only vote for this or that if you're a Christian. Right. Like, that's and, right. and that's what I'm seeing so much of like, this, yeah. this pastor. I mean, it just riled me up yesterday yeah. when I saw him post this video and he, and literally was like, I was holding out hope for like the first six minutes as he kind of, you know, set everything up. But this then when he came out, it was like, essentially you cannot vote for the Democrats. If you're a Christian, I was like, dude, yeah, that's what you can't saying. say that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not the, not the, not because there's a law or because it's uncouth. We just can't say that as false, false teaching. We cannot. That's right. 
and uh, nor can you allow, um, no, you cannot be in cahoots with the thinking or the promotion of Jesus plus Trump, which I saw a picture of someone um, at a church that had that uh, on at, that had made that as a billboard and put it on the back of their truck. Yeah, and so parked my, it in a church. And parked it in like he's a like he's a me, yeah like he's a messianic figure. Right. Right. It, like, like that's, that's scary. It's like that's very golden calf level, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, so I, and again, for our listeners, I want to be clear. If I saw somebody with a sign that said Jesus plus Biden, I'm coming down thing. on that too. Exactly I'm, I'm burning both signs. Right. I, and, and I posted this. I am tired of seeing the church and God and Jesus and Christianity right. and scripture being prostituted at the feet of political yes. parties. Yeah. Because that's, that's what's happening when we do that. We, yeah. we honestly, a friend of mine posted an article that he wrote, a blog that he wrote about this idea of uh, blaspheming the Lord. I just read it. That, read we're, it. we're blaspheming the Lord. Right. Yeah. When we do that, we're, we are blaspheming the name of God when we attach it to something uh, that is not holy. never sanctioned. That's right. That's yeah. exactly what and it's like. And that's yeah. what we have to be careful. Of. And that's that's, I think, where it really needs to, to, to end is that, yeah, we you can't assign God's name and approval to anything that's unholy. Which would be everything human made. Everything. Which would be everything made. Every human made system. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, hold up. There's just there's just no way. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, I. I'm a little more hopeful now because I, I just believe that um, more people are having uh, more influential people. I think the right influential people have yet to speak up, but more people and more influential people are having these discussions and um, letting people know, letting believers know, Christ followers know that uh, the right way to vote is the right way you believe you should vote. But at the end of the day, God's vote will always be for himself. Right. He is concerned only for his glory. Just like he told Moses, I'm, I, I am who I am. Only thing I care about is my glory. <laughs> I just need you to do. You know, I, and most like, well, just show me yourself. Look, I, I'm so dope that if you look at me, you'll die. But I'll let you see my back. <laughs> you know, like what makes us think we're that he's going to be for our agenda? Right. Like it's, it's like a two-year-old. It's like a uh, um, a toddler looking up at their six-foot-four parent, your father, or their five-foot-ten mom, and bossing them around. <laughs> like they have all the power, and the parent. Who out? Who's taller than them? Who outweighs them? Can do can do nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 so. But it's even on another level. It's an autonomous level. We can't we can't even understand an ontological level, an autonomous level. We can't even understand, barely understand, the magnitude and greatness of God's mind. You know what I'm saying? And. And we're gonna we're gonna say with authority, with certainty, that he would vote this way or that way. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't even. Have I, lo- I love I love that statement. Like God, God wouldn't vote. 
I, do, I really God, God's voting for himself. That's the only yeah, person God's day. ever voting for is himself. All day, right. right? All day, and 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 I posted a, I did a video uh, two weeks ago. Look, if you want to vote for Trump, fine, but you have to remember, you have to remember as a believer, where. What your filter is, if you basically like what you said, Jesse, if you're basing your filter off of the two things that he is promising to do, that he's promising to end abortion and do, do make change the laws about gay marriage, and you're going to run your filter through those things, then you have to check who your savior is, who your Lord is. Because our filter should be love for our brother, love for our sister, and whatever that looks like on a daily situational, how the Holy Spirit leads you level. But again, I think that people can come down on both sides genuinely. Absolutely. And with conviction and have, you know, I would want to maybe ask some questions, but um, I think that, I think that, I think that there's people who are, who are genuine and uh, can come down on both sides. Again, like that's our thing. You know, like you were saying, God, and what, like we've been saying, God is outside of this. And he's yeah. like, this is your, this is the way you guys are doing it. <laughs> this is the way you're doing it. Right. But, you, but, you know, he's, so. but if you ask him like, God, you know, if you're praying about God, who do you think I should, you know, I feel like he'll, he'll let you know. Or if he, maybe he doesn't care. He might not say a thing it about might it. Be, there might be a time where he's like, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's both bad. I'm- I mean, we, we, I mean, you, you saw this continuous cycle even when it came to the kings, right, with Israel. Yes. You right. have a good king, then you have a really, really bad king. And then yep. you'd have an okay king, and then you'd have a good king. You would bring them back to the right things and, and tear down all the Asherah poles and all that jazz. And then you'd have a really bad king. You would right. take them back into idolatry, and then you'd have a good – like, it was it – was, I don't think that we properly understand the scripture that talks about God puts governing authorities in place. No, we don't. I don't think we, I don't, I don't even know that I truly understand. Cause when we, yeah, cause when we look at that and then we, and then it's a whole nother thing when it comes to proper exegesis to then apply that to democracy. Right. 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 Because if we have free will to choose against God's will and now it's a democracy. So if a majority of people choose to go against God's will, then the person God does not want would be in charge. So right, exactly. like there's some whole issues about democracy where I'm not even sure you can apply that scripture. Right. But when we look at the Bible, we see that that doesn't mean that everything's going to go the way that God wants it to. Right. right, like he did not want the people of Israel to walk away from him and commit adultery. Right. That's right. sin. He can't want us to sin, and the Bible says he doesn't tempt us to sin. That's right. Mm-hmm. But but that king turned out to be a bad king who chose to lead in a way that wasn't according to God's will. So mm-hmm. again, when we talk about these party dynamics, I mean, essentially, what the presidential election is is us deciding who's our king going to be. The only That's difference right. is we get to make a different decision every four years. Right. It's really only different. I mean, you know, we understand checks and balances and all that kind of stuff. But essentially, commander in chief, right? He's the prime. He's the lead person. Uh, you know, uh, above uh, all the rest of it. And so, you know, we're kind of every four years we get to choose king. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't mean that that yeah. king is going to be a good king or be a bad king. We don't know. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. I is. would love for Christians who are like super citizens super patriotic i'd like them to stop and think about is it important or um how important is it to um defend the rights of the people we don't agree with wow and protect those rights wow and um and why is that why and 
does that play into how America came about in the first place? If you're such a historian, you know, you're yeah. so patriotic. Mm-hmm. Does it play, does it play a part in how we came about in the first place? Yeah. And what does that look like now after all these years and all the new things that, you know, questions that our forefathers didn't even have to face because it, you know, simply things didn't exist yeah. that they had to yeah. face. Like yeah. really to ask themselves that, um, also, I think that might help them have a little bit more respect for people <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. Because um, if you start thinking about, like, you know, well, what makes our country great is that the minority is supposed to be protected. Yeah. Our entire government was set up to protect. That's what the check and balances yeah. were for. We don't need check and balances if we're just going for majority rule. Right. Then we then you could just be a pure democracy, which exactly. we're not. We're a constitutional republic. Right. The whole purpose with that, from the constitution, uh, the requirements of the constitution to the checks and balances between the executive, judicial, mm-hmm. and legislative, uh, to the you know to the, the the fact that we have a senate where every state's represented equally yeah. versus the house where it's by population. The, you have the Supreme Court to override if the legislation or the, the majority population makes a choice that violates our constitution. All of it's designed to protect the minority voices, the right. contrary voices. You don't have to protect the majority. Right. Right. They have the power. You have to protect right. the ones who can be abused in that. And our forefathers understood that. And, and like you said, going all the way back to why Europeans even came to this continent at the beginning right. – uh, it it I mean, all speaks to, to the fact that we should be more concerned with protecting those right. who have less of a voice. Right, exactly. Man, I yeah. we went past her, the CEOs, uh, <laughs> a lot of time. She's going to bill us later. Oh, yeah, you're going to get the bill. Right. <laughs> so, do you have any anything final that you would like to say to believers um, as we're going into, we're on the one of heels uh, we're in election season right now, and um, uh, it could go, you know, it's a crazy statement. It could go either way. We're hoping, a lot of people are hoping, a lot of people that were for Trump in the beginning have actually changed their minds, and they're, mm-hmm. they're uh, trying to change other people's minds about them, and people that aren't necessarily believers um, are doing this. But do you have any final thoughts or anything you like to say to um, believers who um, who are not just voting for Trump, but looking at Trump or looking at any president as their salvation? Well, wow. that's a loaded question. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say that um, can you lay it all down and just focus on loving your neighbor? And how can you love your neighbor better? Um, especially, you know, there's been a lot of predictions from many different sources, you know, many different places. And there's a feeling that there's going to be like some troubled times ahead after the election. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, there, if that's valid or if that's just everybody's feeling weird because it's 2020. But um, how can you not be that person who is contributing to that? And how can you be the person where people are safe to be around? Yeah. Um, can we focus on that? I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm just saying, how can you focus on loving your neighbor better in this time? Can you shut your mouth? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can you shut your mouth and listen for a period of time? Yeah. Can you, um, just, how can you love your neighbor better? I I think that is, you know, 
I didn't want to go off on another tangent, but I probably will, and you can edit it out. But one of the things I wanted to see when this whole racial, like, I mean, the racial injustice has always been there, but when the uprising against it started to happen, I would have loved to have seen every political, every Christian of any political party out there. Yeah. You know, just standing Mm -hmm. in recognition of grief. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to say... Well, this is, you know, you didn't, ha- you don't have to make it political. You don't have to make it, well, this is how you have to fix it. Like there will be people who are called to do that. But I think that we as a united church body, we could have prevented a lot of these so-called riots and so-called like things that were made this thing, something it didn't have to be mm-hmm. just by our presence. Um, and I don't mean the presence of like, you know, picking aside and saying haha in your face which is what some people chose to do i mean walking alongside people and saying you're grieving right. i don't understand it and i don't know if i agree with your reasoning but you are saying you're grieving and i care and so i'm just going to be here for that and i'm not saying mm. anything else i'm just walking alongside you because mm-hmm. i care i just wonder like how differently like would this even be an issue right now maybe it would have been more of an issue for like actual work and actions to get done as opposed to just emotional, you know, emotional, especially in the church. Yeah. Um, all the, you know, the emotions running so high. If we had just said, no, I love you. How can we make things better? Um, you know, and I, I just think if we practiced considering others as greater than ourselves and deferring to other people, I think that that would take a whole lot of unnecessary emotion out of this season that and we should not i really feel like it would be wrong for us to contribute to it yeah which is again i am emotional which is like why i'm off of social media um i am very emotional and i'm very like when i see that stuff i get it's more than um upsetting i get physically ill watching like the battling how can we bring how can we be the peacemakers and how can we be the ones said yes there's a lot of disagreements on both sides, but Jesus loves you. And I want you to know, so do I. And I walking beside you. Yeah. I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I'm walking next to you. And, you know, that's a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be all I would say, because there's, there are very, people feel very strongly about yep. their opinions. They're very emotional very strong about, about their, their opinions. Opinion. Yeah. But what should unite us as Christians is our willingness to lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters. And that doesn't mean that you have to change your vote. It just means how you're coming across and what you're choosing to focus your energy on in the real world. Like just like, how can you love your neighbor better? Yeah. I I like, I like what you're saying. You you touched on a key thing is just the unity of the body. And, you know, we've been, uh, our Bible study, we've been, we've been studying three weeks now. We've been in uh, first Corinthians chapter 12 and the key point in that verse is talking about how, like, there's unity but not uniformity in the body. Right. And that at the yes. end of the day, it all comes back to we're one body uh, empowered by one spirit, you know, to serve one God. Right. And and that's the part that we have to remember. It reminds me of there's this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yes. yes. You, guys, you guys remember there was that the captain of the cavalry who was who – was, engaging in some questionable tactics. Yeah. And remember he gets called in front of the general and the general says, 
I need you to cut that stuff out because what you do reflects on me. But he says something super key that I think we as Christians need to remember. He said, he said, you know, when this war's over, we're going to have to reestablish commerce with these people. Right. Yeah. And the same thing is true of the body. Like, regardless of how the election goes, on November 4th, whoever the president is, yeah. We're going to have to go back to church with people yes. that voted differently. Then. We're still going to be the body of Christ. Yes. We're still going to have to go back and be in un- even, you know, as disunified as the body is right now, whatever level of unity you have in your, in your church, you know, gathering your ecclesia or whatever, we're going to have to go back and, and work together for the cause of the kingdom of God. Right. Not the kingdom yeah. of the United States, not the kingdom of Donald Trump, not the kingdom That's of right. Joe Biden, not the kingdom of the right. Republicans, the Democrats, or the independents, or the libertarians, or whatever. No, for the kingdom of God. And so right. these things are secondary to that purpose. And so we have to be careful in how we engage with each other, that we're not destroying relationships so that when we have to come back together in the service of Christ, we've irreparably damaged That's right. our relationship with our brothers and sisters. That's yes. absolutely because right. that unity and that purpose is far more important than any political agenda, any platform, anything that a man-made national government engages in. Right. The mission of Christ stands apart from that. And, and we, have to, we have to treat each other even when we disagree. Even in our diversity, there should be unity. And yes. recognizing that the different gifts that God gives, the different services that he creates that they talk about in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the, 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 the five-fold ministry, all those really talk, a lot of those talk about is the particular uh, heart and way of seeing the world that God gives right. to different people. Right. Right. The evangelist is focused on the lost. The pastor is focused on those in the church. The, right. We have different and those value systems often can express themselves in differences of opinion when it comes to things like governing mm-hmm. and voting. But at the end of the day, we're called to be working in unity for the body of Christ. And yes. I think that that's, that's important. And, and I'll be the first to say that there's probably times when I would let my emotions mm-hmm. uh, push me to express myself in ways that maybe didn't protect that. Right. And I have to repent from that. And I have to change the way that I've addressed things as well, yeah. because that is the most important thing. Yeah. I appreciate both of you guys saying that I I'm the same way. Um, and uh, I, I hope our audience appreciates hearing just that transparency. You not being on social media because you know yourself, you having to come back and, uh, and apologize for um, what, because it does, it does make us angry. It, I get angry. I was angry with the whole um, social injustice when that was, when that was, it's still a hot topic, mm-hmm. but when it was uh, right at the pinnacle of having picked up steam, the um, antagonizing pushback that we, that I was seeing from, from, from my brothers and sisters in the church was making me the angry. gaslighting it, i was well, even gaslighting is a loaded word right but yeah it, it was yeah. tell it yeah anyway it's, it's, <laughs> it, it does it does it, it it does incite one to anger but at the same time um we are like and i love what you said jesse we mm-hmm. we're kingdom builders i'm not i'm not here to fight for like what you were saying babe fight for my opinion right at the end of the day my opinion isn't going to bring somebody closer to, to, to Jesus. Right. Um, so yeah, man, yeah. Uh, this is a great conversation that you didn't want to have. <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we, uh, we, 
pushed. That was an hour. You did you're, it. You are definitely getting a bill. Wow. I'm hey, leaving. Jesse, <laughs> where where can people first of all, thank you so much you're welcome. for sharing your time with us. I know you you are a busy woman. Uh there's a lot of demand placed on your life. You know. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go to another podcast now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, where can people uh go, Jesse? They have uh, kind kind <laughs> remarks <laughs> and and topic suggestions to leave for the faith chair. Uh, yeah, we, uh, you can always uh, message us on our Facebook page, uh, Faith Chair, and uh, you can email us at faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's podcast. So don't know the, just faithchairpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, we are going to probably continue to focus on issues surrounding uh, the church and elections over the next couple of weeks um, as we wrap up season one. Um, but as we uh, look into uh, season two starting here uh, shortly, uh, we would love to know if you guys have topics, questions, uh, passages of scripture that you don't understand or have seen uh, applied or taught wrongly that you'd like us to get into. Um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're all about addressing the questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And uh, we know there's a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. So if you have any that you'd like us to jump into, uh, feel free to message us, email us, uh, comment on the post, um, however you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we will see, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Oh, dope. I have, I have somebody, uh, a guy I want you to meet who's local um, that, uh, that could bring some dope perspectives on what's happening right now that uh, hopefully we can get him on here. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, till next time. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to ask and answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. But until then, we'll see you guys next time here on The, the Face Chair. Chair.